0: Welcome to episode 39. I'm here with my dance buddy, uh, Aaron. Welcome to my show, Aaron. Thank you for having me.
1: Yep.
0: Can we let the audience listeners know a little bit
1: about you? All right. So my name is Aaron. I also go by AJ. Um, I've been dancing shoot, for almost 20 years now. I haven't been doing it. Professionally, until the past maybe two three years, taking it seriously. I've also been a musician. I've been playing since I was about I don't know eleven years old. So I've been doing all that for a long time. I do a lot of battling and a lot of street dance competitions within the mainly the main style of popping. Um, I've been playing bass guitar, at church, and in different other avenues. I do um, r and funk, gospel, the whole nine. Um, currently, I run a small organization geared towards dancers called Hughes in Action, and I'm a part of a dance collective called Blackout. Ooh! Uh, can you throw out some fun facts about yourself? Wow! Uh, fun facts. Okay. What's a fun fact about myself? Okay, one thing is I am slightly colorblind. Um. Yeah, know. a lot of people don't know that about me. So I. Use a lot of help to get myself ready for the day. Um, yeah, I Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't see that, but, like, yeah, I sure. yeah.
1: understand. Um, yeah. Another fact is I'm really good with um, numbers. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you give me a celebrity that I know of, I'll say 9.5 times out of 10, I can tell you mm-hmm. what year they're born. Oh, okay,
0: wow. Uh okay. Michael Jackson.
1: <laughs> okay, here, get your Google get Google ready. Uh I believe he's born nineteen fifty eight. I couldn't even get Google ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. not. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um and then let's just okay. That's awesome. Now, let's just dive into some of the struggles, hardships
1: growing up. Um, I would say a struggle for me is unbeknownst to a lot of people, when I was about 14 years old, I was diagnosed with uh, high functioning autism or at the time it was Asperger's syndrome. Oh, okay. um, we now call it ASD, up on the autistic spectrum, for short. Um, so, with that, I had a lot of, actually, I still do have a lot of struggles with how I interact with people in a lot of social scenarios. I tend to um, take things a lot literal. I have many scenarios where due to, um, my social struggles of maybe a lack of understanding empathy and things of that sort, it has affected some of my friendships and how people have seen me. And the reason why it's been such a struggle is because at face value, I come off very neurotypical, right? So people will look at me and hear how I talk, see how I carry myself. And when I would say something that's not of the norm or do something that's not common in how I carry myself, that's when they question like, hey, Aaron, what's wrong with you? Like, are you good? And so it can be, it was a struggle within my family, amongst my siblings, you know. Um, people who are really, really close to me or people who I work with on a, on a weekly basis, Yeah, I find that they're the ones that tend to see my nuances. You know, I'm married, so my wife tends to see a lot of my nuances when we're trying to plan something or whatever. Let's say we're talking at the house and I might say something that maybe there was no tact Added Mm -hmm. to it, and it's not me being intentional. I'm not trying to be rude. I think, yeah, it's just the the emotions sometimes. Yeah, and just you know, sometimes I'm thinking I'm saying something logically when I'm not being considerate of the room. So it's something that I, to this day, I'm still very you know. So you you needed to be self aware a lot. Definitely, there's a lot of extra reading of the room. So
0: yeah. Okay, so how was that journey for you, just managing that?
1: You know, it was a very frustrating journey because very often you feel like people don't... Like, okay, the way that I used to describe my feeling is almost like there's a gate and everybody is able to go through that gate and I can't get through that gate. And everyone's looking at me saying, hey, AJ, why can't you get through the gate? Get through the gate. All you have to do is the following. You wow. unlock and all these other That's things. But scary. Yeah, but mentally, as much as I'm hearing what they are saying, I don't fully know how to get from point A to point B to get to that gate. So I find that I have to... Um, Get information sometimes in, in, little, in micro doses I guess to pick up you know sometimes yeah so with that
0: what was like the mindset
1: that was holding you back um well the mindset that held me back at that time I would say is when I was diagnosed my mother's perspective was to make sure that I was okay and all these things. And my dad's perspective was very similar. But the way he worded at the time how I should conduct myself, he told, he was trying to essentially say to not, like, if I if I do anything wrong or say something, he didn't want me to blame it on a condition mm. and to own up to my which was cool right but at the time the way he worded it I misunderstood it and I received as him saying to live as though you don't have anything like any condition so what I would do is I just wouldn't tell anybody that I have ASD and um, it put me in a lot of trouble because when I was working from, I don't know, my early 20s, no, like my late teens to my mid-20s, I lost a good amount of jobs just because of communication issues, not understanding the protocol properly, and app, <clears throat> I would get in a lot of trouble, and so that's how my mindset was. I, I wasn't really positive of myself, and that was, um, it took me a lot of time to, I guess, Swallow my pride to um, seek assistance and be okay with the idea of ASD not being a bad thing.
0: Yeah, it's like everyone needs help. Just being confident in yourself and just asking, hey, I need help. Help me. And not being ashamed. That's (laughs) kind of, I'm still struggling with that as well. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, and then when did you realize you wanted to get into dance? When did that start?
1: And then the musical journey for you? Well, um, believe it or not, the musical journey started first. Actually, no, that's not true. Okay, so dance initially was because my older brothers were dancing. They saw cool moves in the music video, you (laughs) know, yeah, yeah, like music video was king at those times way before YouTube and all that stuff so they would copy all the moves and I thought it was cool and I would try it by myself and then I took it seriously as I got okay I I did a lot of talent shows in high school yeah I kind of got bored of being the only person that did my style of dance yeah and so It's funny because when I was introduced to the street dance scene where many people do what I do, I I didn't mentally know how to transfer from being the only special guy in the room to going to another room where 15 people, 20, 30, 40 people do exactly the same style. Yeah. So I had to, it was kind of a hard mental switch because you're used to being the special one in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so now it's, like a, now it's like the new job is amongst these people who know and understand every part of your dance. Now you have to be unique in your approach to that dance amongst them. So it took me a while to uh, try and get there. As far as taking dance professionally, I would say three years ago, I wanted to do the professional route because I had a passion for dance that superseded just, that surpassed um, just being cool with my moves. I wanted to connect my art to a cause and to a meaning. You know, me being uh, a Black, you know, I like connecting to culture, a lot of these street dances come from African-American culture and African culture on, on, on a whole, so there's that component, and due to the mental health and and um, the, the stuff I had at ASD, I like to connect with people, you know, I work at this in a place called Jake's House, which is a center for children on the spectrum, and I like to teach them dancing and connect with what movements that we've learned and how that can relate to our day today. Movement, and I would say just seeing the greater purpose of what dance can do beyond entertainment.
0: Yeah, towards like their dance therapist or something you were saying, right? When we it's thinking. similar.
1: Yeah. As for music, um, I grew up playing bass guitar in church. Um, as for take, taking it seriously, I would say after I graduated high school, I wanted to be a full time musician because. I just simply saw people who were able to use something that they love and make money and travel around and play for other people. And what I love about what I've learned from both of those uh, dance and music experiences is you get to live a non-conventional lifestyle that a lot of people are not used to. Where you get to meet a lot of different characters. Yeah, and how you meet a lot of very artistic, spiritual individuals. And so um, I might say, you have to say that it's the best place in the world. There's no perfect environment, right? But that's one of the reasons why I, I liked to um, do that stuff, just because it connects to other people in, in a different tip more than just entertainment.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's dope. And in your own words, to end off the segment, what would you say limitless and having that mindset means to you?
1: Um, limitless. When I think of Limitless, there's this um, writer and this speaker that I used to listen to named Wayne Dyer, and he had a book about just how we should think and how we see success. And there's a quote that he said, I'm not sure if it's his quote, but the quote is being open to everything and attached to nothing. And so limitless to me is essentially that, being open to any and every idea that can exist and not being so fixated on one way of thinking. And um, especially for someone like me who struggles with the world of um, ASD and the black and white all or nothing thinking at times, I find that being in the artistic world is my gray zone where I think I can be limitless there. But,
0: mm. I love that. I love that. Thanks. Um, and then where can our audiences find you? Listeners find you.
1: Most people can find me on Instagram. Um, my IG is Aaron J. Harper, A A R O N J. H-A-R-P-E-R. So that's my IG address. Um, that's where you'll find most of what I do, everything that's. I also have um, music that I've been making for the street dance community that's on Bandcamp, and you can find the link, the Bandcamp site in my Instagram bio. Yes. Awesome. awesome. Thank you for coming on
0: and sharing right. your insight and experience. Thanks.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to episode 39, Being Open-Minded with Aaron Harper. I hope I was able to inspire and motivate you guys in your journey of having a limitless mindset. I would love to know what resonated with you, and please help me spread the message across by tagging me on your Instagram stories at Limitless Yvonne The Podcast at L-I-M-I-T-L-E-S-S underscore I-V-A-N and don't forget to subscribe to my podcast over at Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Your feedback means a lot. Thank you. And remember, stay limitless.